The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. And now, it's time for Radio Jobline with your host, Scott Possessor, right here on 103.9 LI News Radio. Welcome, everybody. It must be Saturday afternoon from 2 to 3, or it might be Wednesday night from 9 to 10. We're on twice a week to talk about your career, talk about the job market, the talent pools, the economy. We just had a big economic show uh, a couple of weeks ago that we're, we're um, an economist from Labenthal laid out the year. He, he laid out the entire year, exactly what's going to happen. If you missed that show, uh, write to me. I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll send it to you. Uh, it's already posted on LinkedIn, though. You'll be able to find it. Um, Tonight, we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence. Now, you talk about a juicy topic, right? What could be juicier than artificial intelligence? And folks, artificial intelligence is not coming. It's here. It's here right now. You can download something called ChatGPT, which will allow you to write a term paper or other things that it can do. I'm sure that uh, our guest is going to expand on this tremendously. Um, so that you, you can use artificial intelligence. Not to mention corporations are using artificial intelligence already from people that have a, a master's in, uh, in in computer science and art, specialize in artificial intelligence. And and they're writing code and, and building it in. And Dave is going to tell us about that too. Our guest is uh, Dave Maraska, somebody I know from many years ago. Dave, tell people how we met. 2006 or so. Yeah, you actually recruited and placed me with uh, Dayton T. Brown as the Senior Vice President General Manager. Okay. And um, no, that, then that was a phenomenal, phenomenal experience. And, you know, ever since then, Scott and I have I've stayed friends and stayed in touch. And, um, you know, uh, we, we did another radio show a, few, uh, a bunch of years ago. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy to be back here again and talk yeah. to you a little bit about AI and some of the new things that are going on in the world some things people know about and some things people don't know about I know I know it's one of these topics that we just don't get we uh, you know I'm surprised that I have not given it much airtime yet this is my first show <laughs> sure. in in 31 years about artificial intelligence sure so so uh, it's we're just getting started with it here on the radio uh, I don't hear that much about it on TV and radio uh, it, it just doesn't seem to be a big subject yet maybe when something big messes up you know then then they'll start talking about it it'll become a regular theme sure but right now it's uh, sort of behind the scenes um, but but uh, I have a couple of bus- pieces of business to, to attend to sure before we start so first of all we have a sponsor and my sponsor is BizShout. I love the company. I love the president, Charlie Lee. He's going to be on the show in a couple of weeks. And I have not read his commercial in in a long time because I was out with COVID for three weeks. And then I missed it when I came back. I was so discombobulated, I didn't read it. So tonight, uh, I'm going to read the BizShout commercial. BizShout, promoting people, business, and brands. Regular listeners know we support a social media platform here on Jobline called Bishout. In a digital world where you have three seconds to stand out, Bishout sets a new marketing standard to promote content, creative resumes, and social ads. Visit their platform at bishout.com to join their alert list for the new 2.0 experience that's coming. That's B-I-Z-Z-Shout.com. Great, great website, folks. Check it out. If you like uh, social media, you like LinkedIn, you like Facebook, it's sort of a combination of all of those. Check it out. Sure, you like, you like it. 
Okay, so as far as artificial intelligence, uh, as I said before, folks, it's already here. So I had some uh, some impact trends I was able to find on online, uh, according to a report by uh, Price Wardhouse Coopers. Seventy two percent of business leaders believe that AI will be a business advantage in the next three years. That's a big number, seventy two percent. A report by Deloitte found that eighty four percent of companies are already using or planning to use AI in their businesses. I'm guessing that number is double or triple what my listeners would have thought had I not said that. And then a study by the McKinsey Global Institute estimates that AI has the potential to add $13 trillion to the global economy by uh, 2030. According to a report by Accenture, AI could double annual economic growth rates by 2035. Right. Big impact, huge impact, and, and that's mostly where it is nowadays. It's in it's in corporate um, uh, operations, and the people are using it a lot more. People talk about big data and, and using data to um, help um, understand their businesses, make them more efficient, and uh, even connect better with customers along the way. Right. So that's where most of of AI actually probably resides now is in corporate structure and improving processes and that sort of thing. Okay. You know. Wait. There are some applications that start to get into the, the retail side of things, like you're mentioning ChatGPT. Right. Chat, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. What I haven't done yet is, is read your bio. Oh, okay. okay. Thank you. So I want people to know about you. So it's David Moraska. He's the president and CEO of AI Strategy Corp. Founded AI Strategy Corp to develop and commercialize nine HITM, a human AI-enabled decision guidance platform that drives more successful outcomes for selecting and developing new technologies, any technology or any application. The platform guides leading companies that desire a dynamic growth trajectory or that have faltered with new product or service offerings. Uh, it's www.9, that's written out, N-I-N-E hyphen H-I, Dot com? Yeah, nine high. Nine, nine HITM? Yeah, the, T, the TM is trademark. <laughs> okay. Uh, creates a collaborative environment that allows a project leader to guide their team to selection of the best technology options for investment, development, or deployment at any TRL stage. This also sounds like a very interesting company, and this is a perfect example of the commercial application. Exactly right. Okay. right. So nine HITM uses a standard process and standard scoring of nine fundamental metrics that allow judging of multiple options, enabling the best decisions to throughout development and deployment processes after decades of independent and large and largely manual use OUSD Defense Production Title Act 3 has funded Nine High Development as a multi-user platform to leverage a successful system driven by ML/AI and that was a mouthful, but thank you. I appreciate the, yeah. the background. Yeah. Well, I, it gives people the input that they need to know that you're an expert, Dave, in, sure. in, yeah. in, in, this, uh, in this subject. And, and boy, it, it's here already. Mm -hmm. Now, look, we only know it from the retail side. Mm -hmm. no, uh, nobody that I work with or, I mean, I place technology people. Sure. So, but I, I have never, no, no company's ever said, hey, you got an AI guy for me? So th it hasn't even come yet to the recruiters. Well, they're still hard to come by also. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's actually one of the, probably the, one of the best technology careers you could get into. If you have a degree in computer science or and, you've, and you're inclined to get a master's, Correct. get it in artificial intelligence. Sure, I would. If I was young coming out of school, that's that's exactly what I would do. Okay, because yeah. it's just software? 
It's just, it's, it is. So the, a lot of people think that AI is, you know, some artificial being that's going to come knock down your door and, and whatever, you know, take over the world. And it, it's, it is software, it is code, it is ones and zeros that are operating. Mm. You know, it is, but it's very advanced software. And uh, it, there's some special things about it. We can go into detail a little bit later, but, um, you know, it, it is basically just code. But um, it's configured to to learn and to at some point it, it converts over from what they call machine learning to artificial intelligence when it starts to become autonomous and do things, make some decisions on its own, and then it gets, it gets into the category of being artificial intelligence. Okay, so I did a little bit of reading uh, about ChatGTP. Sure. Uh, which is, by the way, free. Yes. Downloadable right now. Free to an extent. Depends on how much you want to use it. <laughs> right, right. But, sure. it, but you can get a version yes, that's free. Uh, there's also a paid version I just found out that's Correct. $45 a month, but that's for a little bit more sophisticated applications. Sure. But but I want you to tell us what ChatGPT can do so people can see sure. that even on a retail level, it's here now. So even in the name of it, when it say ChatGPT, the G actually stands for generative. So what it's actually doing is it actually to um, just like you when you're like when I'm speaking right now, my brain is thinking about the words that come ahead of it, and I'm able to string words together and make a, a logical sentence. At least hopefully I'm doing that on your show today. Mm -hmm. The the generative part of this ChatGPT does the exact same thing. It's actually doing it that probably faster than your brain can work, mm -hmm. and it can go through a lot more data a lot faster, and can string together words that are actually sound like they're coming from a human person along the way mm -hmm. or like you know like you said students are actually using it to write term papers and things like that mm -hmm. now which we've got to really be a little bit concerned about at least right and um but it, it it can do that and it can actually make some very logical statements along the way and you know there was one journalist who plugged in certain information and just it, it basically wrote his story for the day and he could take the rest of the day off and whether or not he tells his boss or not that he's using this is a whole different thing but um it, it actually can generate um, very good sound logic with probably even more facts sprinkled into them than what most average people would be able to do. So, I mean, I have a certain writing style. Sure. When I, when I write, I, I write a lot of articles. You may have seen them on LinkedIn because right. I know we're connected. Um, I write a, a huge number of articles. Right. And, and people can recognize my writing. Right. They know it, that this is Scott. Sure. So, can, is ChatGPT that good that it can sort of emulate... The style of, I mean, if you're going to write me a term sure. paper, sure. right, it's got to sound like me. Yes and no. So um, I would say at this point, probably not. You would, It would have to train on you and your style. And if you created a database of your writings, and if it, if you could uh, steer the chat GPT to train on you and your background, mm -hmm. then it would start to sound more and more like you. Interesting. You know, but um, if your style was not in the database that it was trained on, because again, you know, um, all it is is a sophisticated software program along the way, mm -hmm. and it's able to learn and make it make better connections of things over time. Uh, but there are styles for sure. What if I what if I was to give it um, access to all the articles I've ever written? You, it would have to be specifically trained on your articles in order to have that emphasis, just like you've had along throughout your time. Mm. So, in other words, if if it has access to yours plus. You know, it go, it's going through massive, massive databases. Mm -hmm. So what percentage would your content be compared to everything else it's bringing in also? Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's possible that, you know, as you go forward that they can start to have ones that have more stylistic bents in one direction or another. And that could be even something that we're, we could be creating something right now. Maybe mm -hmm. this is something that we want to do or mm -hmm. you want to be able to be, create a style, you know, as it's creating new content. 
I'd say, why not? I'd yeah. say, sure, that's possible. Right. You would have to design a program to do that. Right. Yeah. But again, that's do- it also sounds doable. It would be doable. If you sat down with a team full of, of AI engineers and, and a lot of data structure folks, it, it would be doable, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we saw an article, I think I passed it on to you, that said the a professor uh, from a very uh, big university, I won't sure. mention the name of the school, uh, lives in abject fear <laughs> because of the term paper deal. Yeah. So he, because he, the grade that the sure. students are receiving is completely dependent on the quality of their term paper. So if that's true and somebody uses AI and, and AI gets it right, now we also found out AI can make a mistake. Of course. Right? Sure. So you can't just do a term paper right. and hand it in. You're gonna you're gonna have to check the facts and do fact checks and make sure that it's on the right track. But how is it that it can make a mistake? Uh, it, it, there's a lot of different ways that it can make mistakes. So again, depending on what it may not have the specific information of the term paper that you had. So it, it, this actually it might actually force professors to probably put a little more effort into where they might be regurgitating the same kinds of essays that they want students to write semester to semester. The more specific that they ask a student to write something to, the more challenging it's going to be for the chat GPT to give very uh, specific, maybe more technical mm-hmm. uh, responses to it. So the more narrowly it's defined or the question um, and then less popular that the topic is. Mm-hmm. If it's something that's very nuanced, it'd be harder for, for chat GPT. But chat, the thing that the chat GPT will do, it's still going to give you its best shot, right? And it, it doesn't, it won't give you like, 20 different options and say this one is weighted the closest to what you what you want. It just gives you what it thinks is best. Right. And if it, it that may be below the bar of what you want. It may have things in it that are incorrect. Okay. So one of the things we're going to get to soon sooner rather than later. Uh, I mean I'll, I'll guarantee nobody is listening to this radio show that did not see the movie Terminator. Okay? <laughs> sure. Where AI takes over the sure. world and, yes. and it goes bad from there. It does. Um, yeah. so so are there safeguards, Dave? And this this is what some people sure. like me want to know. Yeah. I mean, are we creating yet another monster, right. you know, that that is unbridled, right. unhinged, right. You can do anything you it wants you know i, I mean you, people start to think this you know well and pretty soon you're going to start hearing um you know these con- controversial stories the these made up things that people are doing now sure you know um think of george santos i mm-hmm. mean all the things he, he just made up you know and and but he got away with it <laughs> yeah. you know so so i wouldn't confuse that with a whole lot of intelligence but that's a whole different story uh, understand yeah. understand but but the fact is i understand that when chat gtp gives you the paper right it, it delivers it very confidently whether it's right or it's wrong that's correct so it's compelling it's giving you the best answer it can give you at the time yeah yeah so so that's some so people it, i guarantee there's someone driving right now and they're going wait a second i got a term paper due in two days and i haven't done it you mean to tell me there's something that can help me and write my term paper honestly that professor you mentioned before should you know he's he's not wrong by having those feelings or that you know that reaction whatsoever to what's come up because especially if he's not familiar with how chat you know these chat uh, generative logic um bots have been advancing you know over the last few years it it maybe came to him as a shock in the Mm -hmm. first place Mm -hmm. but honestly universities should respond to this they should uh, have an expectation that some of that will be going on and and in a way they should have debates and they should have very high level you know um serious debates over what the impact is and and how they can harness it in a way to advance teaching and maybe accelerate even the learning 
of the students in the first place, mm-hmm. instead of maybe having them write rote papers that really had less impact or less meaning, you know, maybe this is a way to advance the level of education and the impact that these students can have in everyday life now. If, if but they need to think about this and talk about it an awful lot and collaborate on this yeah, quite a bit. I mean, you know? I'm sure there's a lot you know, that has to be done. Sure. But it, it's kind of sneaky the way it got here. You know, it, it's like everybody was talking about it and talking about it, then sure. it got quiet, and all of a sudden it's here. Because there's a little bit of a breakthrough, right? Every now and then, it just there's enough where there's a, a critical mass where it, something just really sets itself above, um, you know, the, the noise of everything else that you've been hearing about right. it. And it became mainstream. It, when it, once it became, you know, um, you know, a dining room table type of conversation, you know, then, you know, it, it, it is here. Like you said, it is here. All right, so here's a question. How does it do its magic? Well, okay. How does it access all the data? Or does it already have all the data? Uh, that's... Uh, that would take a long conversation, and I'd have to get probably more technical than we, we intend to do Bring right in now. Bring it a team. Bring it a team. <laughs> it, it's, um, there's, a, a, there's a lot of a lot of work that's been going on for de- over a decade, decades. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even going back to, like, I we were writing things that we called expert systems back in the 80s, okay? That now were the precursors of what people are using now. Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot of code on top of a lot of code on top of now big data and able to access a lot of data quickly. That has that has just accumulated over those decades in order to advance to where it is today. Okay, you know that that's the long story that I can give you. It's 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 um, to dive into the technical side of it. It would be too much for even this hour. All right, know? so I I got everybody got all excited uh, ten years ago or however many years ago it was when Watson defeated the number one chess player in the world. Sure, this is totally unrelated to that. Sure, because what they were doing back then is they were uh, really. That was machine learning, okay? That's where something is is not just, so you have regular standard, let's put it in three levels. You have regular standard software, you have something that qualifies the next level up as machine learning, and you get the highest level being artificial intelligence, okay? So regular standard code is the thing that operates this digital clock right behind you that's mm-hmm. operating, right? And it can do the same thing over and over again, and we'll, we'll um, conduct a, a, software, a set of code, software routine, just step through and do the same thing without change. The next level you have is something that is referred to as machine learning, where it's actually going to be able to um, access more data and become better at something over time. So that's what, like I said, over the last literally decades, you know, we've had software that's advanced that machine learning and it's gotten better and better where it's learned to be able to do more things, okay? Mm-hmm. But now artificial intelligence is a whole nother departure from that where it's able to actually act autonomously. And that word autonomous is what scares scary. That's a, scary a lot word. of people yeah, yes. because then they think, well, if it's autonomous, it's going to start walking around and shooting people and doing all kinds of bad things like you see in movies. Right. Right. So it's that autonomous part that's bad. But the thing to really understand is right now, most of the AI that's out there, everything that I'm familiar with, everything that's in the corporate world and in, you know, 99% that um, is, is mainstream whatsoever is something that is uh, uh, programmed to go out and accomplish something, learn about something, advance something, but come back and, and tell you something and then it's done. Mm-hmm. It doesn't keep on living forever. It doesn't live, for, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact. It's not alive. Um, as far as we know, we've you know, been able to define what life is all about now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, at some point, could, it could actually advance to a point where it actually takes on some of those characteristics, which is, that's going to be another radio show. I know, yeah, a whole nother show. Uh, but I, I'm thinking, in a worst case scenario, they use artificial intelligence in a robot. Sure. And the robot has uh, uh, capabilities of 
of stopping the bad guys. Sure. Which means it's got weapons. Yes. Okay. Right. So now you've got AI in a weapon-bearing robot. Sure. And now the AI goes on the fritz. Yep. And all of a sudden, the robot doesn't listen. And yeah. I, I mean, I could see it. Sure. I could see it happening. Yeah. Just like Tesla drove the car, right? And and they didn't think it was going to hit a deer, right? But it did, you know. So 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 the, I could just see that happening. Yep. And that was you know some of the AI is actually in in driving cars and able to detect cancer in, in people's skin and, and and that's where people are most familiar with with AI along the way. But it could be. I mean, there are ethics rules that have been you know really. Uh, come into mainstream and like for example they exist within the Department of Defense where I, where I work right now and a lot of these ethics rules are really guiding people and you know a lot of people are just trying to accomplish good things you know for the world and for, for the people could there be nefarious people that want to go in a different direction with it mm-hmm. there could there always is mm-hmm. and th- at that point it'll be good versus bad yeah I mean if you think of it all the hackers out there and yeah. how smart they are sure. and how all the bad intentions they have mm-hmm. I mean I'm constantly checking my credit card and my my, cre- my credit score and, but well, you do have hackers that are hacking the hackers that's we, right we have the good guys we right. have the good guys and I've worked with an awful lot of them in, in, throughout the federal government. All right, let's put a bookmark here. You listen to Radio John Blind with Scott Possessor. We are talking about artificial intelligence tonight. It's our first show about this subject in all the years we've been on to television and radio. Uh, very fascinating. We have Dave Morosco with us uh, doing a fantastic job. If you'd like to be on Job Line or have an idea for the show, you can write to me, Scott P. 118 at gmail.com. That's Scott P. 118 at gmail.com. And also, folks, connect with me on LinkedIn because we post every show after it broadcasts on LinkedIn so you can hear it. Be right back. And now, welcome back to Radio Jobline with your host, Scott Possessor, right here on LI News Radio. Back everybody, you're listening to Radio John Line with Scott Possessor tonight. We're talking about the mysterious artificial intelligence, uh, and on this show, you're going to learn not only what it can do now, but what it can do in the future. And that's something that I think is even more fascinating than what's going on right now. Uh, but let's talk about how it works. Now, sure. I know you'd need a team of experts to explain it to us in a way that all of us could understand. Sure, but. We don't have time for that. Sure. Okay. So what I want you to do is just to the best of your ability. Right. How does it start? How does it get to do? How does the software get smart enough sure. to write a term paper? Sure. So for example, um, you know, when somebody's trying to write new code and, some, and create some new AI, for example, right? Um, you you write code um, that's really at the machine learning level. So you're making sure that it's it's code that can advance itself and can, as it accesses uh, data, it can't just comb through typically uh, a lot of unstructured data. Usually you want to structure it so that you can feed it. And it's almost like, if you think about it, it's almost like um, a, a small child or even a baby, right? And, um, you know, it takes an awful lot to, to train, you know, children and bring them up as good people. And um, code is, is in when you're converting from regular software code to machine learning to artificial intelligence is actually very similar because what you do is you train and um, what you want to do is, is accelerate that learning that it can do. And then it can get to a point of something like a chat GPT where it's really high functioning mm-hmm. and able to do a lot of things for you. But I guarantee you it started off 
with making a lot of mistakes and making dumb recommendations mm-hmm. very early on. Right. And now it's just gotten to a point where it's it's like got a Harvard degree. It's got a, a master's degree level. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like somebody. It's not like the four year old you just put off into into um, you know preschool. Right. You know, so it does take that training in order for it to get to, to the expert level. Yeah. You were saying, uh, you know, there should be some collaboration at the college level about papers and so on. Sure. Uh, so that everybody's on the same page with the fact that it's here. Right. And and but we can't like lean on it too much. See, sure. what I worry about is leaning on it. If if, right. if if artificial intelligence gets so sophisticated that we're able to say, you know what, um, you know, Mr. Bot, um, can you fix this? Can you, how do we solve world hunger? How do we? Or, or maybe it should, and we should move on to bigger problems as well. Yeah, you know? I mean, there's that's part of what they need to come to grips with at the university level. Right. Is you know, does it change how they teach and the importance of what they teach along the way? Mm-hmm. Because some things might just become more mundane. I mean, you know, think about when my parents were going to grade school. You know, they learned a lot of things then, you know, about how to hold a pencil the right way. And they would spend days and days learning how to hold a pencil. Well, that's not something we teach our kids now Mm -hmm. because it's just not it's not relevant anymore. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, now it could be that a lot of those, like I said, the the papers that that people are writing that were more mundane are, are probably, you know, not of great value because you can push a button and get it in, in 10 seconds. Right. You know. And, and okay, so so now we're at that sort of early stage right. where, where, where it's capable now of writing a paper sure. or doing other things. Sure. Okay? But again, at that level, right. on a much more sophisticated level, right. tell us what it can do for the, for a company. Sure. So, and that's what, that's what corporations are doing now. They're, they're, they, they're doing generative AI, but it's not, you know, this chat GPT is, is a nice thing. It's, it's, it's almost, I don't want to say a cute thing, but it, it has its benefits. It has a lot of value, but it, it wouldn't help somebody in a corporate environment a whole lot, right? So what you need is that generative model of AI that's going to understand your business processes, and, and it's going to be able to understand what the customer is looking for better, and it's going to understand communications that are happening between people. And like, for example, the things that we're doing at AI Strategy is we're actually building out five very specific AI agents within a structured model to actually help people make good decisions in business. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we're tackling some of the hardest decisions because I didn't. everybody out there is, is working on standard business processes. So what we're actually doing is that the largest challenge that you have in, in anywhere, as far as I'm concerned, especially in my technical background, is in developing new technologies. There's literally only 5% success rate mm-hmm. out of, you know, it, for every, for every you know, $1,000, that um, that you invest into something, you only get fifty bucks. You know, only fifty bucks of it. You know, it pays off in the end. Mm-hmm. So, if you have a five percent success rate and you have ninety five percent failure rate, we figured, okay, let's 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 tackle that with AI, right? Mm-hmm. Let's have a good structured process. Let's have humans in the loop. Okay, so that's one thing we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're not going to let AI just go and do whatever it wants to do. Right. And so, the type that we're working on is called decision guidance, where it's actually going to be helping people along the way. So, a lot of people are worried about AI taking over your job. You know, robots. Take taking over your business mm-hmm. and people being devalued along the way. We're looking at it from the exact opposite and we're trying to develop AI that will have humans in the loop and provide the best information to you so you can make a great decision, make good judgments and be even more successful than you had been in mm-hmm. the past. Mm-hmm. And we can do that across organizations and that's what the focus of, of our work is on. Interesting. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of interesting when you look at robotics. Sure. Because robotics are advancing mm-hmm. so fast and all of a sudden now you got AI, you know, and it's, it's really moving pretty quickly. Sure. And it, I think it's just a matter of time before you get AI in a robot. Sure. You know, that can make decisions, that can speak and answer you. 
you know, in a real way, not right. like the robot in Rocky, you know, but a real <laughs> a real robot that can talk back. Sure. And, and, and you know, I'm not trying I'm not here to defend robots and artificial intelligence at all. I'm actually much more on the human side of things. But if you think about it, you, know, you even said about how a Tesla car had hit a person and it shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. But people, unfortunately, get into accidents every single day also. Right. So, you know, if you had a scorecard and you said, OK, you got people, you know, in dark dim light and didn't see somebody run out in the middle of the road and the AI didn't happen to respond the right way and it got into an accident also. Mm-hmm. But which one is safer? You know, which one is better? And what AI is going to force a lot of people to do, and it's, it's already in the business environment, and this is one of the challenges, I think, is that you have a lot of people who are technical, who can who can design up artificial intelligence, but you need the people who can actually apply it to the business process and the business situation. Because it's not just about, you know, the technology side of it, it's about improving the performance of, you know, of, for humans along the way, as far as I'm concerned. Right. And um, that takes, you know, it takes a lot of different skill sets and a lot of good collaboration between people to integrate it and, and introduce AI that's really worthwhile for a corporation or for people along the way. All right, so uh, developing something that can help humans make decisions is fabulous concept. Sure. And no wonder, you you know, the company I'm sure is doing great. Um, but there's so many other things. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking right now about a higher level. Right. More sophisticated. Let's say 20 years in the future. Okay. All right. Now, again, I don't. I'm That's not, a tough one. I mean, right, right. Because we're talking about accelerating. You know, whenever something is continuously accelerating, it's going to be hard to predict exactly where it'll be that far out. But right. go ahead. Let's do right. it. Well, yeah, well, sure. No, what I was going to get to was was let, let's say you want to you want to have a big you have a big problem. Sure. You have a, a huge planetary problem. Sure. Okay. There's, there's so, plenty so of those. So there's yeah. there's a meteor. Headed headed yeah. uh, into in, into the into Earth. How do we stop it? Mm-hmm. Right, and it, and it comes up with a formula and a plan. It says this is exactly what you do. Sure, we have a war going on. Mm-hmm. How do we stop it? Yeah, you know we have world poverty. Right, how do we stop that? Right, right. You know, so I would love for for to think that everybody is working on on the same page mm-hmm. toward using AI to solve world global problems that that uh, we just don't have the the capacity as humans. To resolve. And right now, AI, like I said, is actually designed much more narrowly than that. It's, mm-hmm. it's very good at be, having um, a targeted goal and targeted data it's going to use that it learns from mm-hmm. in order to come back with a, a specific narrow response. It's going to be a whole new class of AI. And, and it's actually some of the things, like I said, that we're trying to do with when we say that we're trying to, to provide decision guidance for any technology into any application, that actually gets into a much bigger uh, arena. And we think we're pushing the boundaries by doing that, but we're literally one of the first companies doing that along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, we just talked to the patent office, and um, they came back. There's no prior art in the things that we're doing. Mm. You know, so that's that tells you that there's a lot more. If if you know, there's not a lot of people. It's not mainstream yet. We're not. Mm. We don't have those capabilities yet. Twenty years from now, I'd mm. say, yeah, that's yeah. what we'd be doing. I mean, it, it has to go that there at some point. Right. Sure. Right. So so that's that's the hope. You know, so so then you have sort of a divergent path. Sure. So either we we get it right, mm-hmm. we put the proper safeguards in, mm-hmm. right? We 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 develop. We follow ethical rules. We follow the, all the yep, ethical rules. Right. We don't have any rogues out there right. that are that are you know using it for nefarious purposes. Sure. Which you know 
it's hard gonna, to believe. There's gonna it's be. hard to believe there, there won't be. There will be, but that's where the, the it'll be good. It's always good against evil, right? It's always good against bad. Right. And this is just a whole new arena for doing that. And whether it's you know gladiators or you know wars that happened you know hundreds or thousands of years ago, there was always you know the good guys and the bad guys. And quite honestly, you know um, we need the good guys to win. So what is the hope? I mean, from a I'm going to use the word philosophical. Sure. From, from a philosophical perspective, mm-hmm. what is the hope? for AI. What do people want? Where do we see it winding? How does it end? It's up to us. You know, it's wherever we steer it. It's a very powerful tool. And, uh, but I I would think that it's going to be things that help mankind overall, right? The the advances in healthcare, okay? Mm -hmm. And and not just talking about healthcare, like going in and getting a checkup from the doctor. I'm talking about advanced diagnostics, ability to much more rapidly come up with vaccines and come up with with medications and the the, um, better understanding of of chemistry and biochemistry along the way. Um, You can absolutely unleash artificial intelligence on, on that sort of thing, where there's millions or billions of calculations that run through various scenarios and come up with the things that are most likely to work. So again, that's actually, in a, in a way, it's not decision guidance like we do, but it's narrowing the field of possibilities that you need to focus on. So it's gonna actually enable people to be more successful also right. along the way. So it's those advances in sciences that I think we can we can expect to have uh, along the way that AI shouldn't really help us with. You know, if it, if it turns into, you know, People, you know, humans being able to finally leave the Earth and, and explore, you know, space and in which now we have a space force within the DOD, right? It's right. there for a reason. Right. You know, so you know, the advances in sciences should accelerate. Right. And that's exactly what we're doing with Nine High, where we are accelerating the development of technologies for whatever application you're looking for. Right. So, you know, that is that is where we're taking, that's where we prefer to take things. You know, there's probably plenty of ways that we could do nefarious things. But um, there's no need to, we, we want to do things that are good for mankind. Certain things are a calculation. Like, uh, uh, I'd love to be able to ask AI, wouldn't it be wonderful, like, um, you, you, were you a Star Trek guy? Oh, sure. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. So, that, so remember, Scotty, there some really cool things. Scotty those, used to say, computer, shows. you know, yes. do this. Sure. Right? Yeah. And, and I'd love, so I'd love to have a microphone. I'd sure. love to be able to talk to <laughs> so artificial intelligence right. and say, okay, here's what I want to do. Uh, the, we have all these chemotherapies for this cancer, right? But it's not—they're not working, right? I need a new drug, right? Right? Yeah. Um, I could just see that it, it, it coming up with with new calculations and formulas that lead to new drugs. Sure. That would be so unbelievable. I mean, and AI that, becomes that is a hero. On. That is that is going on now. Mm-hmm. There is pl- that is where artificial because again, think that's a corporate structure, right? Mm-hmm. You have all these big big pharmaceutical companies that need to advance. And you've actually seen that they have in the last probably five to seven years had many more advancements in new medications than they ever had before. Mm-hmm. That's not by accident. That's because they're applying science, they're applying you know, machine learning and artificial intelligence to their processes without question that right. is going on. Yeah. Well, uh, getting back to Star Trek just for a second, just sure. for the fun of it, yeah. it was so far ahead of its time. Because- Everything it, they did on that show. It was a lot of artificial yes. intelligence. Yeah. I remember uh, Daystrom, you know, I don't know if you how if you remember the I remember that one. if okay. you remember the uh, the um, episodes as well as I do. Sure. This is the original Star Trek sure, sure. with Kirk. Yeah. With Kirk, yeah. And uh, and he runs into this uh, professor pro- professorial type of guy right. who's built a machine, mm-hmm. and his, his name happens to be Daystrom. Okay. Uh, and he, this is like a, like a giant computer is what it looks sure. like. But you can talk to it. Right. It 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 solves problems. Mm-hmm. It it um, and actually took over 
the, the Enterprise. Oh, I do remember that right. one, sure. Right. And, yeah. and, 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 uh, and it went nefarious and just started doing its own for thing. For no reason, sure. they couldn't right. pull the plug. Right, right, right. It, right. it, it had defense mechanisms, sure. so they couldn't pull the plug. So, so, but, but that's how far ahead Star Trek and, was. And that's one thing that people don't need to worry about so much with AI that's out there now, because mm-hmm. it is code. You can isolate it. You can shut it off. Yeah, tell you everybody. Know? Give, sure. give us all the good so news. So this, this is, and this is, you know, it's not, AI is not something that's going to be going out and, um, you know, um, on its own deciding to to attack various things along the way unless it's instructed to do that by bad people in the first place mm-hmm. you know but it's not going to necessarily get this life of its own for the style of artificial intelligence that's going on now or even in the, the foreseeable future mm. um it it is much more something that you can track down you can contain and that's what people are using it for is to accomplish very specific tasks like the drug discovery we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, that that code that you wrote for drug discovery is not gonna go off and start attacking grandmothers on streets. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it doesn't work that way. Right. You know, so it, it is very purpose-built right now, which is a good way to keep it for now. Right, right. You know, you kind of don't want it to, you know, you can get into all sorts of ex- existential types of questions and, and very high level, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, discussions, you know, even the- theology types of discussions along the way. Um, and, and yeah, down the road, you know, there could be convergences of all sorts of things that are, you know, beyond things that I think about every single day. Yeah, I mean, know? I'm also thinking that someday we're going to ask it a question and we're not going to like the answer. Yeah. Right. right. Like, sure. is there a God? Right. Right. And let's right. say how many people believe in God. I mean, so many people believe in God. It's, it's sure. billions sure, sure. of people. And all of a sudden, AI says, nope, there's no God. You know, so wow, can right. you imagine the impact, sure, you know, sure. of something like that? So you have this whole philosophical argument. Absolutely. You know, and, and there should be. And people should, we need to, we need to keep that in the conversation. Mm-hmm. You need to keep philosophical and ethical um, conversations going around AI all the time. Mm-hmm. And for, for folks that are working in the corporate environment, if you're not having those discussions, you need to have those discussions. Right. It has to be part of the, cult- the culture that you have. And um, it has to be something that, um, you know, you know, is is has that positive outcome that you're looking for. Right. Somehow, I, again, there's there's a part of me that's a doubting Thomas, and and I'm thinking in the next five or ten years, and that's a healthy, something that's bad a healthy, is going to happen. Right. Something, something bad is going to happen. Right. There, somebody is going to do something nefarious, mm-hmm. and, and someone is going to figure out a way to trick the system. Sure. And maybe, for example, take over the airline system. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and you'd have to ground all the airplanes for guys. Look, look sure. what we just went through sure, with, sure. With, with flights getting grounded. Right. Uh, there's so many things that you could make it do. Right. That would be nefarious. Sure. So we specifically within our code, we specifically we, we consider that to be a risk. OK. And think about risk fundamentally. And that's actually what all of our decision guidance is about is avoiding risks in the first place. Mm-hmm. We actually quantify risk in, in only three categories. They're either uh, gaps, barriers, or vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. And what you're talking about now is a vulnerability. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that you don't have vulnerabilities that can be subject to attack. You don't have vulnerabilities that would have negative outcomes. You don't have vulnerabilities uh, to anything that might be nefarious that might happen. So, you know, we are talking about a whole new, you know, ecosystem mm-hmm. of AI. And you have, like I said, if you have bad actors with bad AI, you need to have those good actors with good AI that be out looking for that mm. and making sure those vulnerabilities are locked down so they, they can't be attacked as easily. And you know that that is a whole new world of combating bad AI with good AI. Yeah, see, uh, what I'm worried about, uh, Dave, is, is we're gonna wait too long 
to have the AI police. You know, if, okay. if, if there isn't an organization out okay. there looking for it, searching for mm-hmm. it, you know, doing the same types of things they do with terrorism. So, sure. so people are looking at websites, looking at social media, sure. looking at different things. And, and if they don't do that and they wait right. for people to be good, they just wait for people to all be good. Sure, sure. I think that's a huge mistake. You're not wrong. You're not wrong with that thought or that concern whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, what I can tell you is there are plenty of organizations now. You know, even in like like I said at the federal level, you know, that have ethics and they are understanding the advancements. You know, look at there's a, a organization if anybody wants to look up called DARPA, Defense Advanced Research Projects yeah. Agency, and they exist so that the United States is never surprised by any technology whatsoever. Mm-hmm. That's why they exist, and they do a lot of amazing things. You know, so should are they aware of that? Should they be working on it, and are they working on it? Mm. I haven't talked to them recently uh, about that specifically. I've worked with them on some other projects at different points in time. Mm. But, um, yeah, of course, no, there's got to be that going on. Now, is it enough, and will it prevent that first, you know, 9-11 attack? And then, you know, we got a lot better after a 9-11 attack, mm-hmm. right? You know, we both remember that real well. Right. And um, we were vulnerable. We let our guard down. Mm-hmm. We let something happen. And and since then, we've improved. Air, we're sitting in an airport right now. We've mm-hmm. improved security. Mm-hmm. We've not had another style of attack like that since then. Right. Of course, Americans are killing themselves. Yeah. So, so that's a whole nother sure. story I yeah. wish we could yeah. solve. Yeah. So can you stop bad actions from happening? No. Can you battle against them? Absolutely. And is that? I think that's almost part of what we're supposed to do as, as humans here is we're supposed to have some of those constant battles. And we're supposed to evolve. And we're supposed to, you know... Um, always struggle to find that you know uh, next best step mm. so this is an, this is here and it's not going away so you either engage with it or it runs you over mm. to a degree right mm. so you might as well you know and young engineers who are software engineers you know get that advanced degree um, understand what it's all about get involved and do good things with it quite honestly we were know? talking in the green room about um about the layoffs sure. taking place in technology yeah. and we were both hedging our bets that nobody that does AI was let go. I, I would be shocked, and if they were, they would be on the street for a day. Right. You know, we hired some some top AI folks in our in our small business, and we're a small business startup. You know, again, we're you're sponsored by uh, Defense Production Act Title Three. The folks that are literally they exist to support the U.S. industrial base to make sure that the U.S. military is always prepared. And um, we hired some of the best people, and we we had to we made specific videos to put out there just to attract them in to mm-hmm. explain you know what the problem set is and you know what they're doing for the world and, and what our software and our approach would be able to do to help folks out. Mm-hmm. And um, you know it, it took a lot for a small business like us to get some, the talent that we have in right. order to put this together. And um, yeah, so I guarantee. You, and if there are people who are out in the street now because of that. Take a step back, take a breath. You know, I've been in that position before, Scott. You know, because you, you've helped me out before with mm-hmm. other positions and, you know, setting my career back on track um, a couple of times. And quite honestly, learn. You know, take the time. If you do have time and if you're unfortunately, you know, um, you know, out of work right now and, and you're a computer science folk uh, uh, person, study up on AI. It's a real quick cycle. You can learn it real quick and, and get into a mainstream with it. Fantastic. Dave, what a great job. This was a really interesting show, even for me, and I'm the, I'm the host. So so thank you so much for being You're here. You're welcome. Fantastic stuff. Uh, folks, if you have an uh, idea for Radio Job Line, would like to be on the show, uh, please write to me, scottp118 at gmail.com. Happy to have you on or your idea on and get our own guests. I want to thank Dave Maraska for doing a fantastic job. Great subject. We're going to do it again soon. Yeah. Look Have a great to. week, everybody. Happy hunting. 
The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.